The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, September 7th, and it is the first time that Mark and I are speaking since our August vacation break. And so I'm going to bring Mark on the air to have a little bit of a deep download because we exchanged a few pictures early on in his travels, and I just had the most relaxing, amazing break. So the first thing I say to Mark is like, well, how was it? It was fun. And and then what did you tell me, Mark? What happened? I said it was uh, it was going great until I got COVID. Oh, so what happened? First of all, um, let me just look at my phone and see when you sent me that. So Mark sends me pictures when they got to London, because, of course, is there anyone else in your life who's checking in on you? Because I see that I'm a little bit of, uh, you know, I'm like, uh, Oh, everything okay. And um, did you leave? Did you arrive? And then that was on August 20th. So 21st, you sent me a picture of Theo in London. Then that was August 21st. Then I, of course, sent you something from, you know, that Peloton made a new low. And I said, all good there. And you said, yes, we're on the train to Paris. And then on August 26th, you sent me a bunch of pictures from Paris. So cute. By the way, Amanda looks fantastic in that picture. Then what happened? So that was August 26th. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure of the exact dates or whatnot, but I would say as soon as we got to Paris, I started feeling, uh, you know, kind of just like run down. I thought I was just jet lagged and just tired, not getting a lot of rest with Theo and whatnot. You know, it kind of just started to progress from there. My throat was a little scratchy. And so, again, I just didn't really think too much of it. The only thing I will say that I noticed is I just felt extremely, extremely tired. So this was basically the whole time we were in Paris. So, that, you know, powered through and we did a lot and saw friends, <laughs> went out to dinner and all that stuff. Little did I know. So then we got back to London. And I, m- I remember when we got to the train station to catch the train back to London, I, I was like desperate. I, I got to get some cough drops. So I was like running around the train station looking for cough drops. And I got, you know, finally got back to London. And then oddly enough, Amanda finds out that both of her parents back in New York got COVID. Oh, no. Yeah. So then I'm like, I'm thinking, well, maybe I should just take a test because it's obviously going, I'm going, it's going around. So we went and uh, Amanda bought some tests and 
sure enough, I tested and it was like right away, like both lines just lit up right away, like a Christmas tree. So that was uh, kind of like the second the second half of the trip. So at that point, once I know I had it, I kind of had to lay low, right? I couldn't, they kind of went out and did their own thing. Thankfully, neither of them got it. But I will say, you know, I had, I had COVID last year. It was awful. It sucked. This year, it was really, it was really like a minor cold. It was not too bad. Okay. I mean, that's better at least, right? I mean, at least for like, okay, worst case, not so horrible, right? I guess that if we never had had COVID, you would have just been comporting yourself like, hey, you know, I have a cold and I feel I feel bad, but you would have just kept going, right? That's what I said to Amanda. I said, had I never heard of COVID, I would have just said, uh, you know, I have a little bit of a cold. All right. Well, at least you didn't suffer too much and uh, you were responsible. And so now you've tested negative. You're all set. Yeah, yesterday was the first day I tested negative, tested again today, just to make sure it was negative again. So I think I'm good. All right. Well, I had a little COVID scare myself, which was, uh, but I knew that, I don't know, I had a sense it wasn't COVID and here's why. So last week I did like, I did a couple of awesome bike rides and like the end of August, I, I just like powered through and I did like three big bike rides in a row just to kind of get my my chops for my big ride coming up, even though I'm doing virtual, you know, but I, I did one ride that I just killed it. I just like went all out by myself for like an hour and 20 minutes. It was amazing. And I came back and the next day I did sort of a lighter ride and the next day was okay. But I was like that night I had like a very dry cough right at the middle of the night. So I felt okay during the day, dry cough in the middle of the night. I'm like, oh my God, I have COVID. I take a test, no, negative. And I'm like, oh, well, like I kind of know. Then I call my doctor the next morning and uh, she's like, mm, you know, maybe you have COVID, maybe it's not showing. I said, I don't think so. Like I was, I did like, I've ridden basically 90 miles in three days. Like, I don't think you do that when you have COVID. She says, maybe you have like some sort of allergy, asthmatic thing, something's going on. So she changed my inhaler, gave me some other medication. I just did it and never tested positive. And, uh, but I did, you know, make myself good and crazy about it, but it's all over. I feel great. I had an amazing vacation, totally restful, unbelievable how restful it was. In fact, so much so that we came back a day early because we we're like, let's just get settled in the city. And of course it was like 900 degrees on Labor Day itself in New York City, but we had a very good day to just kind of settle in, you know, do some laundry, chill out. And uh, it was great. And so now I'm feeling good, Mark, and I hope that you are as well. I will say we did get, uh, you just mentioned the weather here in New York. It's brutally hot right now. We got very, very lucky, you know, being in Europe in August, both places. I think maybe one day it touched 80, but otherwise in both cities, Paris and London, it was 70s and 60s. You know what I noticed? I was, I, when I was looking at your pictures, I literally said to Jackie, I'm like, they're wearing jackets. She's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Isn't it weird? It's so mercurial. You just don't know what to count on these days. Good thing you're not a burning man. That's all I can say. You know, you didn't get stuck in the mud. Nor will I ever be. No, I, I would definitely agree with that on my on my front as well. Uh, all right. So also while we were gone, not a lot of financial news, actually. There was a jobs report that came out. It was, you know, as expected. I was sort of on alert, like, because I had said to CBS, well, if it's something weird, I'm around. But if not, don't call me, right? So it was really pretty good in terms of like not a lot going on. Yes, uh, interest rates are still high. Mortgage rates did go and make a brand new like 20-year high. <sighs> Those mortgage rates, I don't know. People are going to have to be very patient on their purchases. 
All right. So let's do some emails because we got a bunch of stuff going on here. This is from Sharon, which says, this is great uh, because the timing is perfect. We are in early September and you know what happens on October 1st, Mark? It is student repayment loan D-Day. It starts up again. And so Sharon writes, it's finally happening. Student loan repayment has come for all of us. So here's Sharon's deal. She says, I'm 37 years old. I'm single, no kids, except a doggy. She's a different kind of kid. $22,000 in student loan debt coming up for repayment. I am lucky. My parents have offered to pay off one loan, which is $10,000. I think it's because my younger sister just got married and I'm still single. <laughs> That's great. Um, question, should I kill off the other one quickly or pay over time until it's done? Is there a better use for my money? Let me see. I just want to look at the, you know, it's interesting. So she's, let's just do a little bit of her background because the one thing I'm interested in, she doesn't, I'm not sure she puts it down is the the interest rate on the student loans, but they're pretty high right now. But here's what she does. She makes $84,000 in a nonprofit job. She's got a car loan that is 5%. She owns a home, which is great. She's a duplex and she's got um, a nice uh, mortgage at 3.75%. And because of the duplex, she gets rent um, from the other one. And she said she spent... Uh, she pays about an average of $500 a month uh, out of pocket and then the student loan debt of $12,000. she has got in savings, $43,000 high yield savings, $18,000 in a traditional IRA, about $6,000 in a Roth, $52,000 in a Roth in a 403B. She contributes 10%, gets an 8% match. Wow. Here's what she's saving for. Two new boilers, approximately $18,000. Wow. That's a lot. Mark, do you want to read the second one so I don't have to read that? Or do you want to, I want to hear you read it. <laughs> this is a very common thing nowadays. Uh, freezing her eggs, seven to $10,000. It seems like it shouldn't cost that much. Anyway, I'll do the next two. She wants to buy another house. And then she says she's saving for getting married. She says, no, any Jewish matchmakers. You're talking to one, Sharon. Uh, okay, so here's the question. I think that the issue is that I would normally just say, yeah, of course, take the $43,000 from the high yield savings, right? And uh, of course, of course, pay off your student loans. However, what's what's with these two new boilers? When does that have to happen? So I'm unclear as the, to the timing. So my theory on this would be let your parents pay off the one loan, right? You have $12,000 left. So of the of the money that you have in your high yield savings, your forty three thousand, you know, if if the boilers have to get done like now, just do it and stop saving for it and be done. If they don't have to be done now and it's just sort of like off in the distance, then I probably would maybe pay down. Maybe I'd put five thousand on the student loans and keep paying the rest, and then keep doing the boilers. It's just a matter of timing, but I wouldn't pay down the car loan. I would look to accelerate the pay down of the student loans, but balance that against when you think you're going to need the boilers and uh, the freezing of your eggs. Again, I don't know the timing of all of this. So if the freezing has to happen first, let's, let's prioritize. Let's guess that it's one, two, three, that one is eggs, two is boiler, boiling eggs. We're hard boiling your eggs. Eggs boiling, we're actually doing the opposite. So it's freezing eggs, boiling uh, your oil. And forget the buying of the house. Let's say that we have $15,000 total right now of surplus savings to, to use. We're going to turn it back on you, Sharon. What's the priority? Do we do the eggs first? Number one, right? If that's eggs first, and that's your ten seven to 10 grand, and, and is the boiler 
on the on the the back back burner, then you know maybe pay half the student loans down with the rest or some ch- chunk. I don't know. It's but that's what we need to know. We need to know the timing of this. Fair. All right, let's move on. This is from Nicholas, who's going to buy a condo in Florida. Oh my gosh, here we go. I have $150,000 in my Roth. You see, I have to read this very carefully because I thought it was $1.5 million. I was excited. $150,000 in my 401k. What's the best way to pay for the condo? It's $100,000. Should I take a home equity loan at 8% interest? I don't have a mortgage because my house is paid off. Oh, Nicholas. Hmm. Do we need this condo? Why uh, did you notice, by the way, that Nicholas writes in, I'm going to buy a condo in Florida. Why? Why are we buying this condo? Your house is paid off. Do you want to move to Florida? Do you want to sell your house and then buy the condo? That sounds like a good idea. You don't have that much money, Nicholas. I don't know what else is going on. Um, I need more information. Before you start plunking money down for a condo, we really need to know more of what's going on in your life. And you know, if you have a big pension, maybe I'd feel better about it. 8% doesn't make me feel good about anything. I don't know about you, Mark. I'm always interested in these people. They're like, oh, I'm just going to buy a condo. It's not so cheap. A, the, the, the dollar amount might not be that much, but financing it, how are you paying for it? Well, I need more information. I do. This is when would be a reasonable time for me to retire from Wanda, who uh, she and her husband love the podcast. Can I read this? Maybe you should read it, Mark. I don't like reading this in, because it's a nice thing about me. And it sounds weird when I say it, but I'll read it anyway. I love your podcast and how you are so down to earth. That's me. Care about your listeners' financial situations and provide sound advice. Thank you. We're hoping that you and Mark can help us with this situation. Husband just turned 65 and has been retired for four years. And she's 67. She's still working. When should she retire? He wants to be at the end of the year. The house is paid off and valued at 480000 The cars are paid off, no debt, and their annual property taxes, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Mark, do you want to give the grand total of their asset value? I believe what I saw, I'm not looking at it right now, but I believe it was around $9 million. $9.1 million. Okay. Let's go to her questions. <laughs> I'm going to get so much. I have to be honest to to tell you that I'm just going to get so much hate mail on this. Will we have enough to support our lifestyle for the rest of our lives? Yes. Um, she's worried about the tax burden when they're taking their required minimum distributions and health insurance. Should we be converting IRAs to Roth IRAs? Now, they're going to take Social Security at 70 um, for both of them. Their RMDs are going to be 17, monthly income before RMDs is $17,000 a month, Mark. How about that? Uh, yeah. So listen, before you start taking distributions, I would convert a little bit at a time. I mean, you're you're still in the 24% tax bracket, so I would do that. Um, financial advisors want us to consolidate everything to their company. But we feel more comfortable not having assets in one company. What do you think? Well, uh, the the pitfall of doing it as just sort of scattered all over the place is that it's a pain in the neck to manage. But if you have no problem managing it and you like spreadsheets and you like to do that, that's great. I mean, the other thing to think about is potentially maybe you start to have just fewer relationships because you have a lot of them right now. So maybe you just say, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have, I don't know, like a one you have a TIAA. So maybe you have a TIAA, a Vanguard, 
and a fidelity and that's it and get rid of some Invesco and all this stuff. And maybe it's just over time, you'll, you'll start to consolidate even more, but it's just a pain in the neck to manage. That's more, that's the only thing that's really the issue. Anyway, you have so much money and we are delighted to tell you that yes, feel free to retire and not worry. In fact, retire now so that you can start converting your, your, um, traditional IRAs into Roth IRAs before you pop up into new tax brackets. So that's it. That's it. That is it for the program. Mark, do you feel good about the first show back? Very good. It's, uh, you know, I was thinking we took such a long break and we actually, I mean, we exchanged a couple of text messages, but we didn't talk at all. I know. It's good though. It's good to get that. My brain is now kind of, ah, you know, cleared out. Feels good. Very happy. All right. So listen, gang, if you have any financial concerns, if you were walking on the beach, walking in the mountains and something happened and you're like, I have a question for Jill. Well, just know that we are here for you. We are always here for you. Mark is now very much better. I'm very happy about that. All right. Listen, if you have any sort of question, we're back on the email train. So don't worry. We we got you. And we'll start scheduling more of you for calls and uh, getting on the air live with us. All you need to do is go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Don't forget to sponsor my ride. $5, $10, $20, whatever you got. Uh, we are uh, fast approaching, and here I am putting miles on, miles, miles, miles. Get your fanny in the seat is what uh, one of my friends said. That's the best way to train. So thank you all for thinking of me, and we totally appreciate that. Uh, don't forget, even now in Labor Day, post-Labor Day, be nice to each other, really. People are a little, like, have that weird way of getting back into their flow. Just, you know, as someone said recently, uh, the person on the other end of that phone call of that Zoom is probably just as stressed and harried as you are. So let's have a little compassion for one another and lift someone up. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.